This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. I should learn my lesson and not eat before I do this. Sometimes I feel good. Sometimes I feel energized. I feel sluggish. I feel... I didn't eat a ton, but man, I feel... I just, it's just not good. You know, I can't work out when I, when I eat, I have to do it afterwards. I can't really do much on a, I I don't do much on a full stomach. I know that's probably bad, but, uh, I mean, I could eat like a banana or something, but dinner coming on here, man. Ugh. All right. Welcome to MMA Takes Podcast UFC 248 recap. Essentially. I got a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, I know I opened the show with some personal stuff. We're going to go. We're going to go into some stuff just because I just want to talk about it. Right. I got a podcast. So if you, if, if you want to skip go ahead you know what i mean i rarely tell you to skip i mean everyone has problems they probably don't want to hear about mine but you know i my i can't keep telling my wife right am i you know it's just it is what it is it's kind of like therapeutic so therapeutic huh therapeutic so if you want to skip ahead go ahead right i'm not i don't know what time right i don't know i mean maybe five minutes six minutes i don't know if you skip ahead with the little 15 second button and i'm still talking about not fights then uh then you can go ahead and uh just keep skipping but you know not many podcasts are going to tell you to do that i would prefer you to listen hopefully i'm going to make it entertaining but uh yeah just just some stuff that came up that i want to rant about and want to kind of go on about and kind of self-reflect like i said this is kind of like a like sometimes i have revelations on here but we will get into ufc 248 i'll recap everything we'll go over the lackluster main event we'll go over the amazing co-main event one of the best fights i've ever seen best female fight ever one of the best fights i've ever seen ever not female male regardless uh sugar sean put on a show we'll introduction we'll uh inter- have an introduction right induce him how do you say that introduct yeah introduct him into the my guys list uh, i have it updated so we'll read that off and we'll go over uh, how Devin and I did and whatnot like that. So we'll do all that in the middle of the show. Not in the middle of the show, but you know you know what I mean. But uh, first things first, just want to get some personal stuff out of the way. I don't have coronavirus, so relax, right? Coronavirus, right before I got on, coronavirus did hit Ohio. Now I'm a self-admitted hypochondriac, right? I get a little obsessive when it comes to being sick. I used to never, right? I legit never used to when I was like, I used to, I didn't go to doctors for like six years. Like I'd have blood coming out of my nose and like I'm coughing up stuff and I would just be like, yeah, I'm fine. But now that I'm a father and last year when I went and had pneumonia, I, I, ever since then, I've like freaked out. Right. So coronavirus is taking over the world. Just got to Ohio, like up, up North Ohio, just got to Kentucky the other day. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm legitimately not. I mean, I'm more worried about like my daughter getting it or something like that, or even my wife. Cause I wouldn't want to see her. But from all accounts, it looks like it's just kind of the, you know, like, like a flu or a cold. Right. You know, and it's killing old people and people with like really bad health problems, but, and it sucks and it spreads like wildfire, but you know, I'm, I'm not concerned with it yet. Right. I'm, I'm just not, I mean, Ebola was way more scary and I knew I couldn't get Ebola because I'd never been to Africa and I, you know, whatever that case was, I'd never been there. I've never been any afraid of any of the the pandemics. This one seems to be spreading quickly, more quickly than, um, than the others. I will say that it's, I mean, I, I don't remember how many cases of bird flu were in Ohio or swine flu, but, um, I'm not worried yet. I'm not scared. Devin was, you know, Devin's like me, you know, him and I both have 
a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of, you know, hypochondria. And he was texting me like, you know, cause he's in Washington and Seattle had an outbreak. All those old people, you know, not all the old people, like seven or eight, 11 old people died in the state of Washington. So he said like, he might not miss, he might catch most of the fights cause he's got to go buy all the fucking hand sanitizer and shit. Crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, I'm not worried about it guys. You know, for my hypochondria, I, I can assure you, I'll let you know when I'm worried. Um, I tell you what, it's not really taking a hit here cause I had to do a bunch of errands on Saturday and the roads in the stores were busy, my friends. Very busy. I was getting very aggravated. Speaking of that, this is the rant I want to go on. I'm banging stuff. I got. I don't. Know, I gotta put that down. I just banged the mic and the computer. I probably broke it. All right. So I've ranted about this store before. I'm in the process. Not the process. I'm in the stages of where I'm getting very small offers for uh ads right i've had a couple companies reach out to me they roll automated ads you'll get a certain percentage of whatever you know how it goes more listeners the more money you make and you set your price and blah 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 been talking with them for like a month now right and i've been really hesitant to add ads because it's not all about making money for me right it'd be this would be a dream job if i can make this money full time but I don't want to just bombard you guys with ads, right? I feel like I'm privileged to have the listeners that I have, so I don't want to fucking hit you with ads. That's not where this is going. What I'm saying is if Guitar Center offered me $100,000 to run one ad, I'd have to really fucking consider thinking about it because that company, that store, and I will say it's just the local stores here, the one in Florence, Kentucky, and the one in Cincinnati are an absolute fucking joke. I've had the worst time with them. So let's back it up to the beginning, okay? Brian, little Brian wants to start a podcast, right? I looked up a bunch of YouTube videos. I started the simple way. And this is this is a good reminder if um, if you want to uh, start a podcast, you can kind of follow what I did, right? So I, I dive in, right? I learn about all the equipment. I, I watch YouTube videos till three in the morning. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about it. I have obsessive OCD where I want to get it right, right? But I, I, you, you, you dip your foot in, right? You dip your toe in the water. So I got a USB microphone. First five podcasts were done with me just plugging the microphone into the computer and doing it via um, GarageBand on my Mac. And three out of the five, I think, the microphone didn't work for whatever reason. The USB kept messing up. It wasn't like active. So I was just recording via the, the output or the uh, built-in microphone of the computer. So it sounded like I was in a bucket, which is fine. Listen, you can do that. You can record via, you don't need a microphone. You can do it on your phone. Um, so I was embarrassed by that. Right. So then I went and, and learned a little more Then I went and got the microphone, the sure SMB. It's what Joe Rogan uses. You see a lot of podcasts have it. That was the first purchase I had. And then I need to get an interface to hook it up with my computer, right? So I go to Guitar Center because that's the only local place. I hadn't heard of Sweetwater yet. I hadn't heard of BH Photo. I had heard of them, but I'm like impatient. So I'm like, I'm not going to fucking wait for it to ship, right? I'm just going to go right up to Guitar Center and get this stuff. So, you know, I'm not I'm not that liquid, right? The microphone's 400. The interface is 150. I don't want to drop 600 bucks. Plus, I got to get headphones, right? So like 700 bucks. I don't want to drop 700 bucks. Um, and then my liquid's gone, right? You know, I, I, I'm doing okay, but I'm, I, I don't want to do that. So I opened up a store card cause they got all these fucking promotional prices for ye- or three years, no interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I opened a guitar center store card. I got this. Um, and then from the interface, which is great. I sold it. I want to get a mixer cause I want to mix in my own sound. I want to do an intro music, which you can do with a, with an interface, but I want to be a little more high tech, take phone calls. I was reading on that. So I bought a mixer from them, a recommended mixer from Guitar Center. The guy was rude as shit. I want to smack him in his fucking face. 
a lot of the guys at Guitar Center don't respect podcasting, right? They're musicians, right? So we don't have a podcast store, so we got to go to Guitar Center and use a lot of the stuff that's made for musicians for us. This guy was a prick, right? So I got the his recommended uh, interface. Garbage. I returned it. He gave me shit for returning it, right? And I was so pissed. So then I stumbled on Sweetwater. They had a mixer that I wanted that I saw a YouTuber reviewing on, and, and it looked really intuitive and simple. So I got that from Sweetwater. And right from Sweetwater, the customer service, the shipping takes a day to get to me because they're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, unbelievable customer service. The guy was so nice over the phone, over email, whatever. Shout out Dante Harris. If you are shopping at Sweetwater, go to see Dante Harris. And I was just so amazed by like the, the Guitar Center lack of whatever. So... I got the I got the mixer and then I started reaching out to fighters and I wanted to do like phone interviews or like if you go back like a year for the Connor Khabib fight I um I did a live podcast live reaction podcast with two of my buddies and I brought this digital recorder right so I unfortunately Sweetwater sold out me again being on pay impatient had to have it right so I go to Guitar Center. They don't have it. They only have the one in the case. It's got sticky shit all over it. The guy doesn't even have the original box. This seems like 350 bucks, 400 bucks. I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not buying it. I'll go to another one. So I go to the other one, right? The one, the one by me. <clears throat> and they're like, we don't have it. I was going to drive the fucking Dayton, which is about an hour away. I call the Dayton store. They only have the display model too. I said, what the fuck? All right. So I'll order online. So I order online. I go like day shipping, right? Which I know how shipping works, right? Order it, do the day shipping uh, feature. And they sent me from the local store. They sent me the display model. They shipped this thing in a giant speaker box for a little tiny recorder. This is, I mean, this is forever ago. I'm just ranting now because of what happened Saturday. So they, they shipped me this. I, I get it. <clears throat> I open the box. It's literally a black box that they like, you know, ba barely fit this thing. And I open it up. The recorder's all sticky. The components aren't even in original packaging. And then the, the USB cable to get it to your computer isn't even a real USB cable. It's just one they found and threw in there. I was tracking this whole thing, so I knew it came from the Cincinnati store. So I went up there and I raised hell. These guys didn't give a shit. I got my money back, whatever. I, I wanted to close my card, but I had some money on the card. So I, I, I've paid off the best or excuse me the guitar center i have like two more payments which i'm thinking about just going in there and just paying it all off right now i should have done that um i i know canceling cards hurts your credit so i've been just kind of building up to that because the minute i pay this off i'm canceling the fucking card i want no business with guitar center however my brain old brian's brain this is how my brain works right this is um this is a problem so i i opened a sweet water card and i got the rocaster pro i've got a bunch of stuff in Sweetwater. they're an amazing company so I have two cards, right, to start the podcast because podcast equipment isn't cheap. The Sweetwater card almost paid off. The Guitar Center card pretty much paid off, right? Very low balances. These fuckers gave me an incredibly high <clears throat> spending limit on this thing, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? like they're like 10 grand on each card. I'm like, I'm never going to spend 10 grand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know music, like, you know, guitars and shit are expensive. I can't play guitar. It's never going to happen. But they gave me an incredible high credit line. I was very blown away by that. They're, they're trying to tease you here, right? But Sweetwater's always got these fucking deals. 48 months, pay $3 a month. I love that shit, right? Pay that shit off. Like, you know, if it's $3 a month, I'm going to pay 50 a month. I'm going to get that shit paid off as quickly as possible. It's a nice way to build credit. And it's a nice way to 
keep liquid while you're just paying stuff off for what you need. Because again, impatient. So anyway, the headphones I'm wearing, the headphones I'm I'm wearing right now are a little tight, right? And I started looking at headphones because when Austin and I did a podcast on Leap Day, which is actually going to be out Wednesday this week. So if you're listening to this, Wednesday, I'm putting out a podcast. Friday, will be the Pick'em Podcast. Wednesday's podcast will be Austin and I. It's not about MMA at all. Just him and I goofing off. There's going to be a YouTube video. I have a MMA Takes Podcast as a YouTube channel now. I'm going to possibly start uploading different stuff to that. We're trying to grow here, guys, right? I, I was stubborn about it for a while, but I, I'm moving on. Anyway, so I've been looking at headphones, right? New headphones. And, and I've been emailing the guy, uh, Dante Harris at Sweetwater, and we've been going back and forth of what headphones I need and stuff. And of course, I'm such a little bougie bitch. I want like the best of the best. And he's just like, man, it's it's really overkill for podcasting. You might not need this. You might not need this set. You might, you know what I mean? He's being helpful, but I got a big fat fucking head. The ones I'm wearing now are very comfortable. I'm going to keep them from when guests are over and, and, and they've been great. Right. But again, I wanted something a little more comfortable, not as hot. And you got to spend a little more money for that. Right. So guitar center had one on display. At least they said, so Saturday I, I went to the casino and I went to guitar center, guitar center first. And I looked online. I said on display, I called them. I fucking called them and said, Hey, looking for this set of headphones. Do you have them on display? And the guy goes, yeah, 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 right, 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 whatever. Drive out there. It's like a 35 minute drive for me, right? It's not, it's not a closed store to me. Show up, get there, walk around a little headphone thing. And they're packed. There's a million people there. They don't have it on display. And I went, motherfucker. Cause I want to try them on. I'm not going to buy them there. Definitely not going to buy them because I don't want to give them any more money, any more of my business. I just wanted to try them on before I buy them at Sweetwater because I could drive to Sweetwater three and a half hours away, but I didn't have enough time. So I just wanted to try them on and see how they fit my head. My head's very big, right? And you guys have seen me in the videos. It might not look that big, but it's very round. It's very dense. And some like hats and everything are very uncomfortable at times, right? So anyway, the guy, I go up to the guy. I was like, hey, man, were you the one I talked to? I'm like a dick at this point. I'm an asshole. I was like, were you the one I talked to on the phone? Oh man, I, I, I've been on the phone today. I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people. I go, okay, well, I've, I've been looking at these. You said, someone said they had them on display. He's like, oh yeah, we don't have those. We have them. And there was like one left. He's like, you want to get them? And I was like, no, I just want to try them on. I mean, I drove all the way out here. Someone said you guys had them on display. Do you have them in like another section? He goes, no, all the headphones are right there. I mean, he's like, man, we're real busy. Do you want to buy these? Cause I got to unlock them. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy them until I try them on. And he goes, well, no, you can't try them on until you buy them. So we, we had like a fucking standoff. I got so pissed, right? I left. I immediately ordered them on Sweetwater. They're coming tomorrow. I said, fuck it, right? I'm not even going to deal with. with. And le- legitimately, after I'm done, now that I'm saying this out loud, I know it might not be a big deal to you, but customer service is important to me. This guy was a fucking ass, right? It wasn't like I've never seen this guy before. I've been in that guitar center a few times. Never seen this guy before, but this guy must have been new, had fucking gauges in his ear, bald head, pale, whatever, like red eyebrows. He was, I don't know what kind of hair. I'm sure he's a redhead, but he didn't have any hair. I wanted to plunge him in the fucking mouth. I wanted to hit him. I, wanted to, I was like, am I going to go to rest, get arrested before I can watch you fights tonight? Is that what's going to happen? And it was more me, right? The guy didn't, wasn't that big of an asshole to do that, but it built up with Guitar Center. So with me saying that, right, if you're listening to this and you want to start a podcast, reach out to me. I'll tell you what you need. I'll tell you how to start. You can go full blown like I do. And in my opinion, I don't, I'm my own producer. I make mistakes. I don't hit record sometimes, but you know, I'm not a humble person, right? I'll tell you if I'm good at something. I'll tell you if I'm great, right? A lot of times I'm joking around with like my 
you know, cockiness, but I am, I am, I'm not the most modest person in the world. I just, I'll admit it. However, I will say I'm honest with myself. And if you listen to any other podcast that's locally produced, right? Just one guy producing it, or even if there's like kind of a small network that they produce them and they got some good listeners, but they're not like ESPN or they're not like whatever. Um, their, uh, their production's not as good as mine. I care about what this sounds like. I care about the show, care about the content. I know I'm ranting right now and you guys might not care about this, but this is, this is what I, what I like. Cause I mean, if, if I want this to be my career, if I want this to lead somewhere, if I want to make money off this, it's very important that you take it seriously. And Guitar Center has put me in a bad fucking mood. So if you are interested in starting a podcast, reach out to me. I love to talk about it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, well, one of them, because I'm such a gearhead. I get I get into the weeds with it, right? I'll be more than happy to talk to you about all the equipment you may need and, and what, what avenues you can go. But I will always recommend never, ever buy from Guitar Center because they are the fucking worst. All right, let me take a little drink here. I should, I, here, let me mute it. I got like a cough button now. I muted it. I don't know if you guys heard me or not. I think I tried talking to Mike and then coming to headphones. Anyway, I posted a video on Saturday. I was going to do a video pick for Sugar Sean O'Malley because I was all over him. The lighting situation in my room is not great. I got one kind of weird light from Ikea. So I went on Amazon and I bought like a ring light, like a real cheap ring light that holds your cell phone so you can do... You know, it lights up your face and it looks good on camera and stuff like that. Basically what YouTubers and girls who do makeup tutorials and all that shit. So I have that. A lot of people do like the videos. I got a great compliment from my boys from Canada MMA, etc. podcast. They complimented me on my Instagram page for the little video I did for the Sugar Sean thing. Really appreciated that. That means a lot. I love compliments. You want to get on my good side, all you got to do is compliment me. And uh, so those guys are cool. Go check out their show. You know, a bunch of guys just drinking some beer and uh, watching fights, which I'm very jealous. I actually had friends over my house. I had a, quite a few people over here watching the fights, and uh, it was fun, right? I, I haven't usually. I go to my buddies, and he had like wedding things. He ended up coming over late for the main events, and I had Austin over here, and he fucking drank two bottles of wine. He's a vegan now. He passed out, so uh, it was very interesting, right? It was it was fun though. It was fun. I watched it. And ESPN Plus is dog shit, by the way. It's been a while. I have 250 meg internet. A great internet and it was choppy and then i saw everyone was having problems so it's great but videos are coming i got a ring light uh, i will put out a video this week for the brazil card which even though i haven't dove deep down and historically i've done really bad on brazil cards i'm gonna put out a video because i think it's it's good content and one little thing before we get into the fights so i i cashed big on sugar sean o'malley i took him to win, I took him to win in the first round by KO. I also, I also took the prop to the win by submission, which I was covering my ass. Um, he obviously didn't win by submission, but the first round KO cashed more, and then I had him the fight not going the distance. So I got all three of those plays, and then I had Adesanya. I was gonna put all those on Adesanya. I was very hesitant when I went down there of what to do, and luckily it was it was so crowded. I had time to think. Um, about what my bet and I put it, I, I bet Osanya because my guy, um, but I, I, I was convinced he was going to finish Yol, but I'm glad I put, obviously I'm glad I put it on Sugar Sean. So I had a huge week, but the funny thing is you go to the casino. I typically, uh, I mean, I've cashed out before, but I mean, usually it's just via automated kiosk. I, I split between Hollywood casino and FanDuel and I go and you can't hand them the tickets. And I'm very excited to hand them these two tickets that I want. Right. 
She goes, oh, sir, you got to put that on the on the table. I can't touch it. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Put it down. She doesn't. Blah, blah, blah. Cash it. So it's counting out the money. There's like a security guard behind her. I'm so eager. I reach over the counter, right, to grab the money from her. She goes, sir, I need to put the money down. You can't grab it from me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm fucking excited. Let me be excited for a win, lady. Okay. So I had a very good weekend. And uh, leading into that, that's all the personal stuff. Thank you for listening to me. Fuck Guitar Center for always. Um, my brain needs to maybe reshift, right? Because I bought headphones that I didn't necessarily need more for comfort, more for speed. But I think since I'm going to do more videos, I think I justified it this way. If I, I'm doing more videos, I would want cool looking headphones. And I think people who are really in the gear and really know their headphones, they'll look at me if they watch the video. And even if they don't like MMA, they go, this guy fucks. This guy's got some fucking sick headphones. I bet you maybe three people will ever say that, but that's three people. Three people would be worth it for me, right? So they're coming tomorrow, update you on it. I might return them. I don't know. Fuck it. I might not like them. Who knows? I didn't get the fuck try them on. Fucking Guitar Center. Anyway, UFC 248. I did great. I beat Devin that fucking <sighs> nothing. Devin's a great guy. I was going to call him a loser. I, that would be too mean. He did lose. He, he is a loser for this card. He's not a loser in life. He's a loser on this card, right? I don't want to be mean. I want to be, I'm in high spirits. I'm in good spirits. I went nine and two on this card, boys. Nine and two. Uh, I did, I did fairly well, right? And, and I'm, and I'm over the moon because I really, I predicted to the T of what Sugar Sean O'Malley was going to do. And that's what I like. So I beat Devin. What I beat him? Uh, seven to five. Seven to five is on our picks. We had a lot of split. Devin got the lock and the send him home right. Um, that's our new little thing. Send him home. I'm going to get a John and a clip of send him home. Maybe, maybe I can message him. Well, we're, we're kind of buddies, right? I've DM'd him. Maybe I can message him. I don't think he'd like that because he gets paid, uh, for his voice. So maybe I'll just rip it off his internet, uh, his, his, his podcast. But yeah, first fight in the night. Let's dive right in, huh? It's fucking 21 minutes in the show, but let's dive into UFC 248. Woo. If you skipped all the personal stuff, welcome. Here's, here's the recap. First fight of the night. Dana Bagarel versus Guido. Guido Canetti, um, Devin had Guido. I had Donna Bagarel. I think he wants to get it switched or whatever. The Mongolian fucking son of a bitch. Uh, he looked good. He looked powerful. Guido, again, 40 years old, hasn't been the most active guy. Just couldn't find his distance. Was kept being on uh, on the end of his punches. And uh, Bagarel can crack, man. You know, he he hit Guido. He blooded him up pretty soon and, and, and got a sick, sick left knockout finish. Very high level. DC was very animated on the telestrator. He moved his head through that left hook. And it was a thing of beauty. Bagarel looked really good in this fight. Big step up in competition now. He's 2-0. He, his, his UFC debut was against a very tough guy. Uh, I want to see a little more step up in top competition. As far as Guido, I mean, I don't know what his contract is, but I mean, the the world's the world will still spin if he if he's not in the UFC. Let's just put it that way. So next up was uh, Jamal Emmert versus Giga Chigatze. Uh Devin and I both were on Giga here. We both got this right. Very very good fight. Really really close. I had Giga winning. Uh, I got chirped on Twitter. A guy thought that um, Emmers won two to three. Two and three, I think, or maybe he thought Giga one, two, three. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I fired back. He didn't say anything back, which was, you know, coward move. But uh, I think Giga looked good here, right? He looked really in shape. Emmers looked good too. Emmers impressed me more than I thought he would. He's on. He, he belongs in the UFC. Um, I thought he was. He was pretty skilled. He took this fight on really short notice. Um, he's a tough dude. He took some big shots. I think. Um, I think he just needs to work on like a certain aspect of his game, right? Is you know he's kind of a jack of all trades right now, and maybe maybe really focus on striking for a little bit, maybe really focus on wrestling submissions. Uh, Giga again, a world champion. I don't know if he's world champion, but world class kickboxer. Uh, he hung with them. You know, it was a very competitive fight, and Giga squeaked it out there. He got taken down a few times, but 
Uh, I think Giga won that fight. I thought it was a very close fight, but I, I like Giga there. That was a nice little underdog play. I got a plus 135. I didn't bet it, though. Um, it would have been a nice bet if you listened to the podcast, though. The lady fight got uh, swapped or canceled. Uh, Emily Whitmire weighed in, missed weight, looked like death. And then the night of or the morning of the fights, or I mean the night of before the fight or the morning of the fight, she went to the hospital. I'm sure it was kidney-related, dehydration-related. So they scrapped her and uh, Pollyanna Viana's fight. Next up was Jared Mershkar versus Deron Wynn. I had Deron Wynn in this fight. Devin and I were split. He had Mershkar. Devin, this was Devin's under, uh, underdog lock in the night. Uh, props to Devin for calling this fight exactly the way it was going to go. He said that it was going to be kind of tough in the beginning and Mershkar was going to get a late submission. exactly what happened. Um, my story on this fight is Ron wins, not the fighter. I thought he was right. He's undersized, but I thought that was going to work to his advantage. Darren Stewart fight, you know, came in, missed weight, wasn't in shape, very close fight. I thought he beat Darren Stewart with the takedown stuff. I don't necessarily think it was a robbery. I did think he won this fight. I thought, you know, he was winning some of the exchanges. He leaned, uh, definitely in the, he lost the first round, second round. He was starting to come on a little more third round. He was winning up until, until he got rocked with whatever the fuck he did. He landed some big, big shots on Merskard who showed an incredible chin. The minute went to the ground, Duran was, you know, kind of quit, just kind of gave up. I, I figured he would scramble a little more. I know he's not a jujitsu guy, but he's a good wrestler. I, I figured he can out scramble Merskard, maybe get back to his feet. But uh, he got rocked with something, a weird shot, you know, put him in potholes. He fell. Mershkar took his back. He tried to scramble and then just kind of gave up his choke. It, was, uh, it wasn't the tightest choke in the world, but, you know, I think Duran just mentally kind of broke there. Not, you know, I, I want to call him a mental midget, and I think it's a good shot because he's like 5'6", so it works on both levels. Good shot to me. Uh, if I had a rim shot. No, that's not a rim shot. I don't have a rim shot. I wish I had a rim shot sound effect. I'd play it. Uh, because that was a good that was a good joke. Fuck you, Duran. Uh, no, listen. I, this is the second time I backed Duran in fights. He's 0-2 in the UFC. He's DC's guy. He's going to get a third chance. UFC might be like, hey, maybe once you at 170. I, I think he's okay at 85. I think he's short, but he's powerful. But I think he needs to use his wrestling. You know, when he took Merskart down that one time and he backed away, I thought he should have been doing that more of the fight, right? Now, don't play the ground game, Merskart. Box him up. But listen, Duran has defensive issues. He got hit with that left hand whenever Merskart threw it. Mershkart's a not the, a world class striker. He's got a good straight left hand, but you got to see that coming if you're training for Mershkart. You got to see the body kicks. You got to see left hand. I don't think Jerron Wynn was seeing things out there all that well. Um, and I think you know mixing in your wrestling with your powerful strikes is a big deal. He he wasn't doing that. He took him down once, and he went for a couple other sloppy takedowns once he got tired or hurt. Didn't really mean much after that point, but I was a little surprised that he but that he choked the way he did. I thought this was a good win for him. The, the Vegas odds backed him as well. He's a favorite at minus 140. A little surprised by this, right? Training aka DC's right-hand man, world-class wrestler, undefeated coming to the UFC, even though he didn't fight the stiffest competition. I think he did had all finishes besides Tom Lawler. And, you know, and you're own two in the UFC over decent competition. I think, you know, dare uh I don't know if this got recorded because we I fucked up, but uh, Devin did say Darren Stewart stinks. And I want to refresh. I don't think Darren Stewart stinks. I think Merskart's an interesting guy. He's got some ugly losses on his record, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. He looked great. So uh, this was a big win for Devin. Next up, Rodolfo Vera versus uh, Spurgadov, Severov. Uh, this was an interesting fight, right? This was Devin's lock and a sent him home lock of the night. Vera sent him home, all right. You know, got kicked in the eye, busted in the eyes. Eye was closed. Took him down, arm triangle choke over. Um, Vera's going to have some problems when he fights some real, real talented dudes. He's a big, strong dude. 
He's got that fucking grip of death. He'll squeeze their goddamn eyeballs out of your head. He's a tough dude, right? He's really good on the map. But if his takedowns are sloppy. He's strong, but his takedowns are sloppy. If you can avoid that, he's obviously hittable. He's got some problems. But he's going to be like one of those Ryan Hall guys. A lot of guys at middleweight aren't going to fuck with this guy. I think with the guy we just talked about, Jared Marchgar, he's a black belt on the ground as well. I think they should fight. Why not? You know, Vera's a highly touted Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist, undefeated. Merchgard's coming off a win. They're both coming off the win. They're both, you know, Vera's eye got fucked up a little bit, but I think it'll be all right. Why not make that, right? We'll see what happens in that fight. Uh, I just think I'm not good at matchmaking, but I think I just made a really good fucking middleweight match. Uh, but Vera, Rodolfo Vera looked great. I, I still don't like him that high. I would have never bet him that high, but... You know, he won. Next up, Marco Madsen versus Austin Hubbard. This is a great fight. Madsen, this was a fight that I was actually really leaning towards Hubbard uh, during the pick'em and dirt leading up the week. I just thought Madsen hadn't fought anybody yet, but he looked really tough. His wrestling is legit. You know, he's from Denmark. There's not a great, it's not really a wrestling capital, right, over there in the Scandinavian countries. However, this guy, silver medals, he's the real deal. Really, really, really good wrestler. Broke his jaw. It was a dogfight. Hubbard did not give up. Hubbard's cardio was fantastic. He's just, you know, skill for skill. He had better striking, and he had, and he had certain better um, moments in the fight. But just, you know, Matson just is such a dog with that wrestling. I mean, it takes years and years and years to be that level. And even then, if you train your whole life, you still might not be as good as that person. That person just might be better than you. Um, and it, that's the case here. You know, I, I, not, it was a bad matchup for Hubbard. I'm not really sure what he could have done, but again, I thought he looked good. He showed a lot of heart, showed a lot of toughness in that fight. Um, hopefully he sticks around. He doesn't have the most wins. You know, see Matson still undefeated broke his jaw. He's going to be out at least six weeks, six, at least six weeks, but he'll be out probably, you know, six months. He'll probably return in the fall, probably get a shot in a, uh, over there in the, um, European country, but Maybe a little step up, right? You're Olympic medalist now. You got two wins over some the you know, first guy you fought was Dominican. Hubbard's a tough dude. Maybe, maybe step it up now and see and see what you got because you got a country behind you, right? You, you know, when you get a country behind you, you know, you got to kind of step up. Olympic silver medalist, all that stuff. So hopefully he gets a big point next. Uh fight I want to talk about the most. Well, not the most, but Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Jose Quinones. I told you. I cash big on Sugar Sean. He's one of my guys. We'll go over my list now. He's officially introduced into one of my guys. Undying loyalty. I tweeted it out. He looked fantastic. He was switching stances. He looked big in there. He looked confident in there. He was stone-faced. Threw a beautiful body kick to what I think really hurt Keonis. He was throwing really good front kicks. Knocked Keonis off his feet with a with a push kick, with a teep. Um, was throwing some decent body kicks. He didn't get any of his kicks caught, which is surprising because... In his earlier UFCs, he was he was he's not the fastest guy. He's long for the division, but his kicks came out really fast. Didn't get him caught. He looked really really good in there. And in in this, I usually don't love when a fighter constantly switch stances, um, but I think it works for him because he's so unorthodox. And then he kind of shoved him, shoved Kionos off with like a right shovel right hand. I don't know if it fully landed. Kionos hit the mat. Then O'Malley threw a head kick and then and then follow up with some punches and finished on the ground. Uh, O'Malley, listen. Sky's the limit for this guy, right? My dream matchup right now is is him versus Sanhagen. Both those guys at 135 are built the same, but Sanhagen is is way up in the rankings. O'Malley hasn't fought in two years. I don't know if he's ready for that, but I think he's ready for a name at 135. You know what? This is impromptu planning because I didn't have this pulled up, but I'm going to give you Sugar Sean O'Malley's next opponent, right? The guy's a superstar, right? People love this guy. He was a giant favorite after being two years off, right? That's that's incredible. That I mean, that's really impressive. So Song Yudong was thrown out on Twitter. 
I like the Rob Font fight. Rob Font's number 10. I like that fight for him. I like Jimmy Rivera. I think, uh, what's his face? Devin. I don't keep saying what's his face. Devin Tejada. You know him. He said Munoz, which I think might be a little steep right now. I would love a Song Yudong, a Marlon Vera who's booked, Honey Bosolos. I mean, John Dotson's out there too, but John Dotson, no one looks good against him. So you kind of got to give him a guy that you're gonna, he's going to look some kind of respectful. I think Sugar Sean can beat Dotson, but Dotson's never been finished, and you know he, he can put the fucking lights out. And uh, Yeah, there's a lot to go. I would go Song Yudong because he's got a lot of steam right now. That'd be a good win. Also, Jimmy Rivera would be interesting because I want to see Sugar, how Sugar does against someone who wrestles. But he's one of my guys. He uh, will do the official introduction after we recap the event. Big win for me. Big win. Love Sugar Sean. Next up, Alex Cowboy Oliveira versus Max Griffin. Really interesting fight. A classic Max Griffin fight. Bloody as all get out. Split decision win by Cowboy. Devin and I split on this fight. I had Cowboy. He had, uh, he had Max in the underdog play. I don't mind that play. A buddy at work had Max as well. Really Back and forth fight. Max obviously won the third round. First and second I had for Cowboy, but I can see how people can argue that. Max was all cut up, bloody. The guy doesn't stop. The guy's got a motor. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been mad if this went either way, if I'm being honest with you. But since it went the way of me, I'm very happy. Um, but, you know, Cowboy, again, I don't think he looks world-class. He got tired a little bit. Max, Max is just a tough dude, right? He's a hard guy to get out of there. He's good at grapple. He's not the best wrestler, not the best striker, but his cardio is really good. He's tough. So he's a really tough guy to look good against. You know, I don't know if those guys really stay around that long in UFC because Max Griffin could be a spoiler to a guy up and coming who wants to be a superstar. And then you put him in there with Max Griffin, who, who they oh, this is a good test for him, and the Max beats him. They're like, oh, fuck, that was an ugly fight. Why do we do that? You know what I mean? Um, but Max Griffin wasn't a dogfight. Very, very close fight. I don't think it was a robbery. I thought the judges were fairly even across the board. I thought it was a pretty good judging night. I know Devin. Devin hates the judges, guys. Devin hates them. He was texting me, uh, criminal. These guys are criminals. But I thought it was actually pretty good. All right, next up, you had uh, Benel Darius versus Dracar Close. Dracar Noir. Uh, me and my buddies were making all the clone jokes when he fought. One of the best fights of the night. Unbelievable performance by both these guys. But Neil Darius has had some chin problems, right? A little bit of older guy. Really good on the ground. Had his back the entire first round. They thought he blew his legs out. Second round, close lane and a big right hand. And then Benny just started fucking swinging. Uh, I was nervous about it because close has never been finished. And, and Darius has. And I had Darius. Devin and I split on this as well. He had uh, close. This was the fight that kind of make or break our, our performances here. Or the card, essentially. Uh, you know, If I would have won this fight, I would have wrapped up. And Darius caught him left hand and just slapped him. It was such a back and forth fight. The the reactions from Rogan, Anik, and Cormier are legendary. That picture of them at, at the broadcast is is, is amazing. If you, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, it, really entertaining fight. This was a good good lead up build up fight. This is a perfect place fight for the co main event, which was unbelievable. So co main event was Wally Zhang versus Joanna Jojecek. I had Joanna Devin and Wally. I picked Joanna not only because I have a crush on her, but, but I thought this is I thought she could outpoint her. Right, I thought Wally was gonna have a little trouble with five rounds. She's been traveling all over the world. Her sleep schedule was off. The coronavirus thing, all that shit was really on her mind. But she came out, man, and every time, like third round, I thought she slowed down. She would fire back. Fourth round, fire back. Fifth round, she looked great. I actually scored this fight three two, Joanna, on my verdict app. I scored it three two, Yana, um, Joanna. I say Joanna, Joanna, right? Joanna, who knows? Joe, I scored it for her. A lot of people had it for Zhang. It was mix and match. I think Conor McGregor had it for Joanna. I think everyone's back and forth in this fight. The guys I was with scored it for Zhang. 
Uh, I think Devin scored for Zhang. It was a very close fight. Unbelievable fight. Zhang, eye was shut. Joanna's forehead, she looked like a fucking alien. Crazy, crazy stuff. Hematoma all over her forehead. It was wild. These girls were throwing fucking down. Joanna looked so tough in there, so crisp. They both were comboing off each other. It was incredible. It was Zhang proved how tough she was. She went for some takedowns, couldn't get them. Yuana would finish every punch, every combination with a leg kick. Her Zhang's leg was chewed up. Yuana was getting tagged on the chin. Uh, took shots well. Got got rocked a few times because Zhang has big power, but took most of the shots really well. Perfect weight cut for her this time. I think that's why she was able to take these shots. She both women looked unbelievable. You know, I can see a rematch happening. They both obviously got banged up. They both need to relax after what Zhang went through with the coronavirus and all the traveling. Let her chill out for a while. Let Yoana chill out for a while. Yoana got released. They both got released from the hospital. No significant injuries. I thought maybe Zhang had her eye busted. The hematoma. A lot of people freak out about that. It's actually not that big of a deal. It's just a little bit of fluid swelling. Um, people on Twitter were going crazy saying, oh, brain's bleeding and all this stuff. Stop the fight. No, it was just, they, it looks really bad and it's very painful. It's like a deep bruise, but it's just really um, a big, like a lot of fluid. I had a huge one on my arm one time. Like I hurt my arm. I got, I think I fell or something. I can't remember exactly what I did. Maybe I blocked something. I don't know. It's just something stupid. And it ballooned up like that. And I freaked out. Thought it was a blood clot. Thought it was all this stuff. Went to the hospital. Like hematoma. The guy told me it's not that big of a deal. It's just some fluid swelling. It, it will go down. Problem is, is, is Joanna kept getting that fucking forehead hit and it ballooned up and it looked really bad. Like it really did look terrible. I mean, uh, what a warrior. Both of these women are fucking warriors and champions. And uh, I thought it could have went either way. I thought Joanna handled the clash. I thought Wally Zhang handled the clash. Her interpreter, get a new interpreter. That guy was out of breath. I know you're excited, bro, but Jesus, do your job. Like Joe Rogan even said, it. like, calm down. Do your fucking job, bud. Uh, that was a little weird. I mean, some people thought it was endearing and cute. Not me. I'm a cold-hearted son of a bitch. Do better at your job, pal. Okay? I don't know if he's banging Wally, if they're a couple or what, but why are you that excited? Right? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, the, what, what else is there to say? It was, it was a high level, high level women's fight. Unbelievable. F high level MMA fight. I, we keep saying women's fight. It was the greatest women's fight of all time. Bar none. I think it could have been one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. At least top 10 of all time. Um, it, it was that good. It was, it was that talented. Both these women are such high skilled fighters. And, uh, it was awesome to watch that. It was awesome. And luckily that fight happened the way it did because the main event sucked. And I hate saying that. Next up, Izzy versus Yoel. I got. A, I, I'm a little upset. I didn't. I didn't. Um, hopefully, he's listening to this. I'm calling out Devin a little bit here. Um, I I didn't really say this on the podcast because we recorded it late. I already fucked up. We said our piece. Maybe I did a little bit. Um, this guy has been texting me since I've known him about Yoel Romero. He thinks Yoel was really good. He thinks Yoel's the biggest problem for Izzy, right? Or Yoel would, he actually said forever ago, Yoel's really good matchup for John Jones, all this stuff. And he's not wrong, right? Yoel's a, a fantastic fighter. He's a tough matchup for anybody, right? But then he goes and picks Izzy. Like I thought for sure he's picking Yoel after the co private conversations we had about him. He thought Yoel beat Costa. He thought Yoel beat Romero or Whitaker. And you're not going to pick your guy? Come on. Right? I thought I never in a million years thought he's going to pick Izzy. Maybe he did that to throw me off and he's playing the game to win the game or whatever. That's shocking to me. Right? If I ever pick against my guy, like if I have a guy, I'm going to read you my guy list here in a minute. If him and I are picking and I ever pick against him, I'm 
retiring the podcast, giving it up. You can have it. God damn it. You can have it. Because that's never going to happen. Now, I don't know if Yo is one of his guys, but the way he talks about him sounds like he's his fucking guy. So I'm calling Devin out. That was, you know, you know what you did. You know what you did. Uh, as far as the fight, there's not much to say. Listen, I I was upset as anybody, really. I, you know, I knew it was going to be kind of a weird fight. I thought Izzy would be way more active. I think that left hand in the first round kind of, buzzed him and scared him a little bit he felt the power he knew how quick his 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 counters were going to be started throwing those leg kicks really smartly didn't just keep chopping it because he could have got caught um yoel did nothing right this is the one thing that bothers me this fight yes the fight was it was technical but it was boring right but yoel you got two counter fighters going in there wanting to counter and neither guy's willing to engage Yoel's doing the crazy jumping, spinning stuff, but he's not engaging. And that's what he technically usually doesn't do, right? Uh, when he fought Paul Acosta, he backed up the whole fight. That's why he lost the fight. Costa just kept moving forward. He got dropped, but he also hurt dropped Yoel. Um, it's just it was just one of those things. It was a weird fight. And Izzy, I thought, did, you know, cliche he said he did what he had to win. Now I'm trying to be biased here, or unbiased, excuse me, because I love Izzy. He's one of my guys, but it, it was a really bad performance. So his worst fight in the UFC. I didn't love the Anderson Silva fight. I was very critical of the Anderson fight. That was basically a sparring match. This was two guys kind of having a pissing contest of who's going to go first. Izzy obviously did more with the kicks and the punches, so he obviously got the got the fight. I, I thought the decision was perfect. I have no problem with that decision. The problem I have was the Vegas crowd boo Izzy, and they cheered Yol. Yol Romero was defensive the whole time looking to counter. He did nothing, right? The fifth round was the only time he kind of came forward. Dana White said it best. This guy's 42 years old. He shouldn't even have had a title fight, but the only reason they did it was because the number one guy ripped his fucking bicep up. Izzy didn't have to take this fight, but he did. And this is probably your last shot at gold, right? Possibly, unless you go on a crazy run. You're 42. I know you say you want to fight the 52, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Yo Romero's a freak of a human. Maybe that can happen. But, you know, this is what happens. This is how you fight, right? You know, you went for two takedowns. Like the best, the best, you know, he landed that good left hand and then he went for a takedown, got it. Izzy popped up and he landed a few more strikes. That's like all his offense. He tried to go for another takedown later in the fight. Izzy's hipped out, got it. That was it. Doesn't want to wrestle when he wants to be a stand-up guy, wants to be a boxer. He didn't do anything. He didn't lead anything, right? And uh, Izzy didn't do much either. I'm not going to sit here and defend Izzy like Izzy was this world-class fighter or anything, but he did more than Yoel. It's a forgettable fight. I thought Izzy won the fight. You got to move on. The Costa fight has a lot of heat. Costa like jumped the barricade and got escorted out of the arena, apparently. That's why when Izzy looked for him, he wasn't there. He gave an interview. He was cussing. He just he, he doesn't. He's not happy with uh, Israel Adesanya. That's for sure. So that fight's gonna happen probably in the summer. I just read before I got in here. I think Izzy messed up his foot. So I, depending how big of a foot injury it is, it could be out six months. So what is it? It's March. So six months would be September. I think that might be too far. I think maybe they they can do this in July, possibly August. We'll see. Drink time. I need to play a jingle. I need to get a jingle. Like, Brian is taking a drink. This is not an ASMR podcast. Go fuck yourself. If you want to hear that ASMR shit, go do it somewhere else, pervert. I need to get that recorded. I might have my wife do it. Uh, That way I can take a drink. Um, Yeah, so that's UFC 248. Um, 
really impressed with the way it went down with with some of my my bets. I love Izzy. It's unfortunate that he got booed. I was very upset that he got booed. Uh, his performance was definitely forgettable. But I think Yol is more to blame. I think it's 60-40, right? I think, obviously, they they both uh, fought in there. And Dan Margulata, just just quit interjecting yourself. Quit saying, oh, they should have for a fight, blah, blah, just, You know what? It wasn't that timid. It wasn't like they were doing nothing. I've seen fights worse. Don't really need to hear Dan Margulata say that. So that's what I think. So. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce Sugar Sean O'Malley to my guys list. If it's the first time listening, you don't understand what the my guys list is, it's, it's simple. I have a list of fighters that I have picked before they were champions, before they became number one contenders. I don't just pick guys that become champions and go, oh, that's my guy. The minute they become a champion or the minute they fight for a title and they're not on my list, they can never make my list. I get them early. I don't want to be a bandwagon guy. I get them early. I make a list official. So my guy's list is updated. It started with BJ Penn, Rich Franklin, both retired kind of. BJ's crazy. They're both still on the list. Sadiq Yusuf, Corey Sanhagen, new additions to the list. They got added a couple months ago. Very excited about both those prospects. Kamar Usman, Darren Till, guys who've been on for a while. Kamar Usman. After he won the Ultimate Fighter, I really started following his career. I liked his, I liked the way he carried himself. I know he's not the most likable guy. I think there was a Twitter vote, um, which said he was one of the most unlikable champions in the world. I love his his skill set. I love the what he brings. I think I knew he was going to be a champion. I like you know I like the way he carries himself. I really do. I know people shit on him a little bit, but uh, I like the way he carries himself. I think he's got a little swagger to him. I think he's got some confidence, and he's going to be a t- really tough guy to beat. Darren Till fell in love with Darren Till after a second UFC fight. Um, the guy can cut a promo. Interesting story. Guy from Liverpool had to move to Brazil because he got stabbed. His coach had a contact down there. Went to Brazil, fought Brazilian Muay Thai fights, fl- fluent in Portuguese. Has a daughter in Brazil still. Lives there sometime in the year or whatever. Really got his life together. Went back to the UFC and uh, you know, and got a title shot and all that stuff, and just the way his mental is, his confidence, everything just sealed the deal for me. He's also won me a lot of money on some of his underdog plays. So Darren Till firmly on the list. Conor McGregor, no, no explanation. I was on Conor McGregor after the Marcus Brimage fight. After his UFC debut, I said this guy is the fucking future. This guy's. I obviously had no idea it was going to be as big as it is. I just knew this dude was real. I liked his personality before I liked his skills. Typically, I like guys' skills before the personality, but Connor just struck me. He looked great against Brimage. Then he comes back against Max and doesn't look as great. Then he's out for a year with a torn up knee. But in that year, I followed him all the way, the documentary, everything. He came back with Diego and Brandau. I remember I was in Ireland and I left work. Faked like a stomach ache, headache, whatever the fuck it was. I used to work on Saturdays. Drove home to catch that fight. And it was, it was, it was awesome. So Connor firmly on the list. Izzy Adesanya after his debut. I've said this a million times. I knew about him before he came to the UFC. And uh it was after his debut. I said, This kid, this kid's good. I love like him on the mic. I'm a new dog pissing in the yard. And then after the Vittori fight, which is if you look back, the Marvin Vittori fight was an incredibly tough fight for him. And um, Vittoria hasn't lost since, I don't think, right? Um, so Izzy's there. So now, without further ado, I'd like to welcome future champion, because this guy, my guy's list, a lot of them are future champions, current champions, and they I think they have all, besides Sadiq and Corey, have fought for a title or hold a title, and obviously got them early. So Sugar Sean O'Malley, welcome. You have my undying loyalty. 
here at MMA Takes. So no one can say anything bad about you. I'll go after him, right? You're my guy now for history. Unless you rape women or children or kill somebody, then I'll probably have to kiss you, kick you off the list and maybe some possibly other things. However, your skills are unbelievable. Your personality is unbelievable. I'm getting on the sugar chain now. I'm not a gamer. I don't smoke weed. He has his, most of his fan bases are the weed guys and, and the hippie. He does all the tie-dye. I love tie-dye, by the way. But, you know, that's, I like him by his skill, and I like his mental. I like the, how he trains. He's a young guy that smokes a lot of weed that plays games and then weeds like pro, you know, you know, pro proverbs. I can't even say it, but the guy's reading it. So this is my guy now. He looked unbelievable. So welcome, Sugar Sean. Okay, so to wrap up the show, we're at 48 minutes. 20 of it was me rambling about fucking Guitar Center. I apologize. Um, I, I guess we got some rants. We got some things. We got some things going on here. First thing first, real quick, Dan Bilzerian right the the internet guy with the fake abs and the beard the fake military guy um you know he's always got hot chicks or whatever he is this guy has seated himself in vegas professional poker player player of some sorts apparently i heard he's no good though seated himself in the vegas nightlife right he, he's friends with fighters i believe he's buddies with cowboy and stuff and so you know he goes a lot of the mma events and whatnot they panned the, the fighter section, which he was sitting in the fighter section, which again, I probably got tickets from Cowboy with his lady. And they panned the fighter section after the Wally Yuana fight wrapped up. And every fighter was standing up, clapping, going crazy for that performance. I was in my living room standing up, clapping. Like I was, it was an amazing fight, right? Both those women deserve all the respect in the world. So they got a 10 minute standing ovation. When they panned the crowd, that bearded fuck was sitting down with this girl fuck you right there's fuck you a a lot of reasons for this guy right he's a sexist misogynistic piece of shit all that stuff but fuck you for not standing up for that fight when you consider yourself an mma fan right he's probably one of those guys that doesn't like women fights right he goes all this fights can be fucking boring two chicks fighting blah 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 fuck that guy pmt part of my take podcast to listen to love those guys they went interviewed him after the interview his team was like no you can't release any of that you had to sign an nda to even go into his house this guy's a fucking loser, and uh, hopefully he listens to this. And I will fight Dan Blazarian for no money. Fly me out to L.A., fly me out to Vegas. I'm much bigger than him. I'll fight him for no money. Let him get paid, right? Let him promote it. Let him get all the money. You can take my money, whatever, donate to Cherry, whatever the fuck. Fuck that guy. That guy sucks. All right. Um, I want to rant about that. And then Logan Paul, right? So, and then... We'll end with Ali Abazi. That's I'm gonna do on that. Hold on. Ortega slapped. Let's stay with the fights, right? Ortega slapped Jay Park, whoever the fuck that is. Let me take a drink real quick. So Jay Park apparently is a musician, someone famous. I don't know who he is. He translated for the Korean Zombie on Ariel's show, and Korean Zombie didn't say the most flattering things about Ortega. Ortega took offense to Jay Park. And Jay Park was sitting with Korean Zombie at the fights in the fighter section. When Korean went to go pee, Ortega slapped Jay Park and said, I told you I was a slappy little bitch. Got escorted out. And then Korean Zombie came back and didn't know what the fuck happened. <sighs> Listen, I, I'm i not the biggest Brian Ortega fan. Um, I think some things are going on with this guy. I think maybe he got a little too Hollywood 
a little too feeling himself, right? Um, hasn't fought in a year and a half. He's been out with injuries and, and so forth. Got pummeled by Max Holloway. Didn't have a good showing in that fight. Supposed to fight Queen Zombie. They got a little beef. Didn't happen. He hurt his knee, whatever. And uh, I heard he's turning down fights or has turned down fights or whatever. And then you slap like a translator when the uh, the fighter goes to the bathroom. Queen Zombie released a post on Instagram and it was obviously really just Google translated. It had to have been. And it was basically saying, I'm going to leave your bloody fucking face a mess and all this shit. Some, it was crazy. It was dark. It was fucking dark. What do you expect about a guy's nickname is a Korean zombie? Um, but that's kind of a bitch move by Ortega, right? I'm not a Brian Ortega guy. I don't hate him. I think he's very talented. I think he's a talented fighter. But um, I think something's going on with him mentally where, you know, I think he's banging Holly Berry, which is going to get to any guy's head, right? I think he did the movie stuff. I think he's getting promoted on Modelo or whatever the fuck that is, right? He's on the commercials. Good looking kid. Grew up in LA with no money. Now he's got money. Um, it's going to take effect to you, right? You know, growing up in LA, it's, it's a tough, toxic environment and now he's money and famous, you know, so it's going to be even harder for him. That's just a punk move though. If you would have slapped cream zombie, I would have loved it. Slap cream zombie, get escorted out. You fight in the fighter section. Cool. Slap when he goes to the bathroom, his translator, like a, a civilian, a musician or whoever the fuck he is. Like, come on, dude. That's bitch ass shit. That's some bitch ass shit. And I don't think I've ever really said the word bitch ass together. Not one of my, voc- you know, choice of words, but it's the only way to explain it. All right, Logan Paul. I mentioned Logan Paul. So apparently a lot of people hate this guy. Like, they hate him, right? I don't watch his channel much. Um, I've seen his stuff. I was more familiar with his annoying brother, right? I was on Vine forever ago when it was on Vine. I remember him and his brother would do their Vines, and they weren't funny, but they they get millions of views. And I, I was like, oh, these are Ohio kids. Cool. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage the Ohio kids. Um but, you know, they they weren't my favorite, right? And then I remember a couple of years ago, he had that Japanese forest thing where, you know, the, the guy was uh, hanging in the forest. And maybe I've talked about it on the podcast, so maybe I'm going to contradict myself here. I can't remember if I did. The Japanese forest thing was absolutely cross the line, right? You knew what you were doing. You went in there to get views, to get clout, to get whatever. You know, it, it was a fucking piece of shit move, right? There's that's a serious thing. Suicide and, and those guys and the people in that forest shouldn't be put on fucking YouTube or get mocked or whatever. That, that That's bullshit. However, he was like 21 years old or whatever. When I was 21, I was such a little piece of shit. I think he's only like 23, 24, whatever he is. Um, I know people shit on him for the boxing, right? I actually think he has some decent skill. I think he has a good, uh, you know, I've seen videos of people roasting him and he handles it well. I think, you know, I don't think he's, I mean, sure, he might be an asshole or douchebag or whatever they call him, but I mean, listen, the guy made nothing from something. He's got millions of followers, millions of dollars, right? And, you know, what's the, you know, what's the hate about him? He's not doing nothing to me. I just see a lot of people hating him, right? And I just, I didn't understand it. I actually watched his vlog today because he sparred and wrestled with Paula Costa. He went to Vegas, like I'm assuming for the fights. Went to the UFC PI. He has a good wrestling background. Him and Paulo sparred. Looked, they showed clips of the sparring. Looked fairly competitive. They did like a fake knockout at the end, which you do that for views or whatever. But you know, Paulo looked like he was going about thirty percent. And but it was it was it was it was okay. I mean, Logan has decent hands, and they wrestled, and it was good. Logan hung with them wrestling. I mean, Paulo Costa is not the best wrestler in the world, but he's a big, strong fucking dude, and. They, were, they scrambled really well. And this is obviously edited footage, so I don't know the full story, but I, I don't get the I don't get the hate. You know what I mean? I mean, if you hate him, you can message me and tell me why you hate him. Obviously, the Japanese forest thing. I don't watch much of his content. 
Um, I'm not going to get mad at somebody that's built a brand, whether he's annoying or, or whatever, and he's getting paid for it by going boxing another YouTuber. Right. I mean, I don't care about that. Um, as long as he's, you know, uh, you know, he's, yeah, I don't know who cares. Right now he's got like a porn star in his crew or something like one of his buddies is dating Lana Rose, a porn star who, I mean, like this, these are, I think the people are having trouble. These are like new celebrities, right? We're used to at least me, 33, I grew up in the nineties. So we're used to people. If you're a celebrity it's cause you were on TV or you were on a fucking cover of a magazine. Now celebrities are kids that are on TikTok and people who made six second videos. And now they have YouTube fame and they're making all this money, you know, and they may be fucking super annoying, but it is what it is. So I didn't get the hate. I get the Dan Bazarian hate. But I don't get the Logan Paul hate, really. You know what I mean? I think Dan's a Bazarian's a fucking joke. Okay, so we're gonna end the show with this. Almost an hour. We're gonna go over an hour here. I was excited to talk to you guys. Actually, um, I'm I'm like leaning back in my chair. I'm fucking comfortable, man. Let me sit up for this though. I want to sit up for this fucking rant. Okay, Ali Abaziz, the rat. Um, he his uh, management company Dominance is that what it is? They held a press conference with all his fighters. And then they did some interviews afterwards or some interview, uh, some journalists or whatever. This guy, he's got a really good squad of fighters. He's got Gaethje. He's got Edgar, I think, right? He's got obviously Khabib, Islam. Like he's got a lot, a lot of really good fighters. But this guy, Gaethje did an interview and they said, you know, this guy has access to all his fighters, Twitter's accounts. He posts stuff probably without permission for them. Fighters have called him out about that. Every time there's an altercation, he acts like he's a fighter, right? I think he has fought before, but bro, you're a manager. Go look up Kamar Usman and him at like a PFL event. They got in a fight in the crowd because of Ali. Look at Kamar Usman and Colby at the buffet line. Like Ali was like in front of Kamar. Like shut the fuck up, dude, right? Like you're sticking up for your guys. I get that. Apparently, people really like him as a manager. He might be a good manager. He might be loyal. But I think he's ruining these fighters. Case in point, Justin Gaethje said that they offered him two fights, and he didn't even know about them. His management turned it down without even asking him. Called him up and said, hey, this offers Hooker. I turned it down. Hey, they called us up. They offered whatever. I turned it down. Listen up. Justin Gaethje, a guy I like, right? A guy that I had him on my guys list, but he was a champion in another organization, a fairly big champion in the organization, so I didn't want to add that. But a guy I root for, a guy I love watching fight, he's he's one of the most exciting fighters in the world. He's, he's unbelievable. You knocked out Donald Cerrone in your last fight. You're, what makes you think you're going to get a title shot after that? Because you knocked out Barboza, who doesn't fight in the UFC, doesn't want to fight in the UFC more. James Vick, who everyone knocks out, and Donald Cerrone, who's corner after Connor beat him at the end of his rope. You've lost, you, you only have Michael Johnson in there. You've lost to Poria. You lost to Alvarez. You have, you're a fantastic fighter. You're getting better, all these things, but you don't have a signature win yet to be calling your shot. Do you deserve a shot at Conor McGregor? A hundred percent. That fight needs to happen. Do you deserve the winner of Tony and Khabib? Maybe, right? You're up there at 55. I wouldn't be mad if you got the shot. Technically, you're in line. But would I be mad if Conor leapfrogged you? No, because that's fucking business. Ali's a manager and he doesn't understand business. If Conor wants, Conor's going to do the season or whatever, three fights. If he wants to take another fight at 170 versus whoever, somebody, anybody, right? Come fall, he'll and he wins, he'll get the shot before Gaethje does. 
Gaethje's going to sit out a year or whatever it is. He fought in September, right? He fought Cowboy in September. He's going to sit out a year or more because he's going to hold on a title fight. You haven't done anything. You haven't earned that yet. You don't have a signature win. You have signature losses. You were an undefeated fighter and you came in the UFC and you got finished twice. And then you've beaten three decent dudes, but nothing like to really hang your hat on. You did it devastatingly. You've knocked them all out. You looked impressive. You are an impressive fighter, but I think your manager is fucking ruining your career by turning down these fights. If you would have fought uh, Hooker in New Zealand, that would have been huge. It would have been your biggest fight. Main event New Zealand against the New Zealand crowd. Knock them out. Silence the fucking crowd. Call out Connor. They can't ignore you there. You're getting forgotten about. Hardcore people like me, media members, other people, they're going to keep talking about you. They're going to keep putting your name in that conversation because you're a must-see TV. You're a must-see fight. The Conor fight must happen. But you're fucking your career up by letting a manager dictate everything you do. It should be hand-in-hand. If I was a fighter and a fight came across my desk that I didn't know about because my manager turned it down, that would never happen. Ever. I would fire that guy so quick. Because at this point, you're going to sit out for no reason. And then you're going to take a fight to take a fight that might not make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy to me that he's doing this, right? And then he called Connor out, and then he doesn't deserve the fight, he says. Would love the fight in Dublin, and then he doesn't. I think he's tweeting stuff out, and then Ali's on his phone tweeting different stuff out. It's crazy to me. It's crazy, right? And, and, and another thing, too, is Ali said, oh, um... I think he did an interview. I read this clip. He said, well, Gaethje's not, or Khabib's not fighting uh, Connor unless Connor fights Gaethje. So your two clients, Khabib, who's fighting Tony, arguably the biggest fight of the year so far, money-wise, probably won't make more than Conor McGregor, but probably the, everyone's more excited about that fight. It's a fight that needs to happen. One of the most important fights in MMA. That fight's going to happen, right? He, Khabib's going to make a giant payday. Then you want Gaethje, another one of your clients, to make another huge payday. And then possibly um, that we can talk about Connor happening or whatever. And then, then Khabib is coming saying, like, oh, he needs to win 10 fights or whatever. Listen, the UFC is the organization. These guys need to realize that. If the UFC keeps presenting fights to you and you turning them down, they're just going to fucking cut you or release you. Justin Gaethje's not going to do well in Bellator. He's going to fight the Pitbull brothers every month, maybe Michael Chandler. Right, it'll be exciting. I'll tune in for it, but you're not going to be the best in the world. You're at 30 something years old. You want to fight the best in the world. You need to be in the best organization in the world. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. It really, really doesn't that they're letting Ali run the show and he's getting kind of more and more powerful and a little more and more arrogant. Like he runs the fucking table and he decides all this shit, right? I don't know how good of a relationship he has with the UFC. I'm sure he's a good negotiator. I'm sure his fighters are getting paid and taken care of. That's the most important thing, but. If your fighter wants to be the best in the world, you got to start taking some fights. Justin Gaethje, you're in your prime. You can't be sitting out this long. I know you're at a weird limbo right now, but you also can't think that you're bigger than Conor McGregor because you're not. Conor McGregor gets to do whatever he wants. That's the reality we live in, right? It's just, it is what it is. I work at a job where there's seniority. A, a guy with more seniority can take all the vacations I would want. I have no say in it. That's just the way the world works. Conor McGregor brings in billions of dollars. You don't. So he gets to dictate what he wants to do. If you want to do it, somehow become Conor McGregor, which I think might be impossible. So Ali Abaziz is a fucking rat. That's it. That's all. The end of rant. End of rant. All right, that's the show. 
We're over an hour. I went a little too long. I'm sorry about the beginning where I ranted about stuff. How to get off my chest. Congratulations to Sugar Shot on Mountain for being one of my guys. I'm very impressed. If you want to buy a t-shirt, which no one has interested in buying a t-shirt, but if you do, I have a website uh, linked up for it. You can order it right off there. 20 bucks. Get you one. I'll be wearing them in videos when I do the videos and stuff. I'm, I, I plan on doing a video to pick this week, boys. I'm not going to guarantee it because I've lied to you before, but I plan on it um, tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday, the Austin episode is going to be out. We did a newlywed game and ate really gross jelly beans, and then we did like um, like answer the internet. And I, we, I made up a bunch of random fucking questions and had them answer it. About an hour long. <clears throat> the video, the first half of the podcast with the with answer the internet, not as on video. The second half with the jelly beans is on video. That's going to be on the MMA Takes Podcast. I'll link that all with Twitter, social media, or Instagram, all that stuff. So look out for that Wednesday if you want to listen to it. It's not MMA-based. We don't talk about fighting. We talk about, you know, would you bang your wife's fucking father or something like that. Something crazy, something weird. And then we eat gross jelly beans, which uh, did not end well. So if you want to watch that, all that, link that up. So I'm, I'm letting you know ahead of time. I think that's it, boys. I think that's it. We wrapped it. UFC 248. Great event sucky main event which sucks we got brazil this weekend which a fire main event i can't wait for that main event that's gonna be a good one and uh yeah so enjoy the fights and enjoy the week Woo! hey fellas do me a favor get her down off there what do you say Woo! i say let her dance Woo! 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 come on man Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.